Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Wills, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Anyhow, what is it going to be about today? Well, you'll see. But anyhow, let's go ahead and get started. What do you think is going on in the world today? Welcome aboard, Courtney, the SLP. Happy Wednesday. How are you doing out there? Are you holding down the fort at, in Houston at the Houston and Peace Justice Center as well as the... Uh, Medicare for all and all the good stuff. Yes, we know we can always count on La Senorita Courtney. Courtney, keep it going, my friend. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Anyhow, May Wood. May Wood says, hello, everyone. And how is everyone today? Everyone I trust is doing well today. El Senor Wood. Peggy Lopez says, happy Groundhog Day. The first one was February 2nd, 1887. Sees shadow six more weeks of winter. No shadow early spring. We here in Red Bluff, California already are on our second early spring. Woo! Linda Jo Kessinger says, Hello from the frozen state of New Jersey. I'm around the corner from you right now, just a few hundred miles away. Alistair Waters says, Greeting all. Welcome, Alistair. How you doing? Yvette, Avery Herod, or Union Expert. How you doing, my dear friend? Uh, Great to see you around. AVQ is here as well. ABQ says, Egberto, the only thing I'm going to ask you to play today is MLK, I don't have a dream speech in full so that conservatives in the audience can take seven minutes of the time to get the meaning of the judge. Look, I, don't, I, I, I want to do it for you, Rudnan. The problem right now is I have one glitch in, the, in, the major, in a part of the equipment that I have to try to resolve over the weekend. So I, I can't play... The speech, unless I download it first and then upload it to another, I mean, it's a hindrance. But you know what? Your commentary today will keep our conservatives in line. I want to thank you, though, because you are you are deep, and it, it is what we need from a lot of our listeners: depth, depth, and depth, because you hit the nail on the head. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Missing what, uh, of course, you know, I miss what, what Brother Rudnan has to do because I love when Brother Rudnan bring in all those things that we start the show with. All right, so let, let me tell you how I want to start. Since Rudnan doesn't have a whole lot of stuff he wants to start off with, uh, before I get into our videos and what we're going to talk about, why don't you start telling me a few things that you want us to kind of cover, if you will, if you want, want me to bring up or talk about. Remember, this is your show. So if there's something that's on your mind, say, Egberto, we need you to talk about this. Uh, Peggy Lopez says, I vote in favor of the I have the dream speech being played. I tell you what, I promise you. Uh, I, after this weekend, when I get some... The, here's the deal. I have to get some time outside. I, I just have to be frank. I am, I am so behind in sleep. And I, am, I have so much to do. So many videos to do. There are some technical issues that I need to resolve that are yet to resolve, and including the one, you know, sometimes Rudnan and all you guys would say, hey, throw this up on the screen for me, and I'll say, okay, no problem, I'll throw this on the screen for you. Well, there's some hitch, I don't know if, I, if I, when, when we installed the last NVIDIA driver, we had some issues or what, so I have been unable to do that the right kind of way, and I don't want to put out a piece of product that is crap. So I don't put these things on, or I won't put these things on until I get it fixed, so Give me, give me till this weekend to get it fixed. And then all those things that you guys are asking for, hopefully I got it fixed by then, we can do it. But I, I, I promise you, I am under the gun. Uh, my daughter can attest to you. She said, Daddy, you know you can't catch up on sleep. 
which I say, I know, babe, I know I can't catch up on the sleep, but what can I do? We, ha- we got to get you guys covered, man. We got to get you guys covered. Anyhow, continuing with the program, uh, Maywood says, I get out of quarantine tomorrow. Hooray, hip, hip, hooray. Our brother is done with his COVID quarantine and he's going to make us happy because he's no longer quarantined. And I better move a little bit over the side. Okay. I'm glad to hear that, Brother Wood. Glad to hear that, Brother Wood. Okay, let's see. Eric Hayes. Eric Hayes is going to give us a little bit of trouble today, but I love my brother. Saki doesn't like Joe. Why not? Does she like the view and what they stand for and say when it is wrong? Should they be taken down and canceled? Uh, you know, I listened to the piece that got Whoopi Goldberg in trouble. And I'm going to... I hope Bruce Pollard comes in here today. Because I have a question to ask Bruce. So Bruce, if you are in the house today, or if I have any of my Jewish brothers and sisters in the house today, please make yourself known. I have a question. I need to learn something here. I need to learn something here. Before I open my yap, I want to learn something. So any Jewish person here, or if Bruce is here who is a the 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 one the, the one Jewish person that I get a lot of uh, Jewish advice and other advice from. So if you're here, make yourself known. I have a question for you, because I don't want to. I have some commentary on on uh, Whoopi Goldberg suspension, but I want to make sure that I'm not pulling it out from uh, out of my you know what. So uh, any Jewish personalities here? I need you now. I need you. Okay, so when you, when, whenever somebody that's Jewish that don't mind saying, hey, I'm Jewish, let me know. And I have a question and we're going to have a dialogue over this text in a minute. All right, let's see what else we got. Saki doesn't, so, so here's the deal. Uh, my, my initial response is I could not understand what Whoopi was put on suspension for two weeks for. And uh, so I, I, I need to ask, I need to be corrected or something with that question to the right kind of way. All right, let's see. Eric Hay says, no double standards, right? Cancel Joe and others cancel the view. Okay. Cancel Joe. Which Joe is that? Are we talking Joe Scarborough or Joe Biden? (laughs) All right, Eric Hay says, is Biden trying to make America get into a war? His Afghanistan debacle was profound in seeing the disconnect in foreign policy. I think you guys just don't understand foreign policy. Anybody who, was go- anybody who got into Afghanistan was a nutcase. And anybody who think it was going to be some sort of a clean sailing, easy way out of Afghanistan is also crazy. The only thing that could have been normal is to stay in Afghanistan with a whole big force with periodically 10 and 15 of our soldiers giving their blood for a cause that had no cause. That's all. So those people who are giving Biden a hard time about Afghanistan, the only thing I can tell you is grow up. All right, let's see. Eric Hay says, Hidalgo new program is good, but no mention of bail reform. Why? Her fellow judges need to be called out, as Chief Finner his thoughts. He's pissed at Mayor Turner in controlling his words publicly too. Let me tell you, I have an outstanding call tonight with a judge because I want our judges in Harris County to go on the offense. All right, because they, uh, another brother did a study and the reality is murder is slightly up in Houston or up in Houston, but violent crime in Houston is down by 5% year after year. 
and there are some other most most crimes in Houston are down violent crime I mean uh, murders are up and interesting with murders is as you know most people that are a victim of murders or it, it's sort of a in-family thing something that I don't know how much control you're going to have with in the first place uh, pandemic and all these kinds of things uh, uh, poverty have a lot to do with it but that's for another day uh, let's see what else we got here Maywood says what union are you with Yvette I am actually in a couple of them Yvette is our union expert uh, so uh, she uh, she'll talk to her she'll let you know Daniela Doe says replying to Hayes I've noticed how progressives are now the warmongers Biden is your guy and he is going to get us into another war and it ain't gonna be like Afghanistan that can be ignored by the people uh, Biden would be stupid to get into another war I don't think that's what he's doing at all I think he's doing some sort of deterrent and you know to keep Russia at bay in other words uh, if Russia tries to go into they've already taken Crimea if they try to go in and take too much of uh, too much of uh, what is it called again Ukraine then that would be a problem right all right Michael Rodnan says ABC suspends Whoopi Goldberg over Holocaust comment Miss Goldberg comments on Monday's episode the view came amid growing ignorance about the Holocaust and rising anti-Semitism she has apologized I hate anti-Semitism and all that it entails okay but I do have a question as far as what she said because if I recall it right she said the Holocaust was a hu I mean a humanity issue somebody people who hated humanity whatever etc and when and, and and the issues that they all said no it's a race problem or we'll see on Monday on the view during the conversation about book banning and the Holocaust graphic novel mouse Whoopi Wahlberg declared that the Holocaust wasn't about race because it was two groups of white people her co-host Pushback, Joy Bear noted that the Nazis were obsessed with race, and Sarah Haynes reminded Goldberg that Jews were not considered white in Nazi Germany. True. Uh, they weren't, you know, not because somebody is not considered white means that they're not white, right? Um, and that's why I want to speak to any Jewish person that can come on right now and help me out here. It, politics done right what we do is we discuss things honestly and we don't we don't uh, we, we let people express what they want to say here's my question Whoopi Goldberg said Jews are white and when we talk white we're talking about the race when we're talking about Jewishness we're talking about religion and ethnicity I need some help here can we call Jews a race let me give another example I am Latino okay Egberto Willis, yo soy, un, yo soy un hermano latino. I'm a Latin brother. But my race in the aggregate is considered black. I'm a Latino. If I, when I check forms off, some forms have black or some forms have African-American, Lat, Latino, non-white Latino, etc. My checkbox, if they only have African-American, Latino, and white... The box that I check is Latino and in parentheses where nowhere else I put black in there because I don't want it to make it look like I'm trying to omit my blackness, right? But Latino is not a race. So when we have somebody that is anti-Latin, they're not an anti-race, they're an anti-black, anti-white, anti-all these other things that share that 
culture, the Latin culture. Uh, Whoopi goes, whenever you say certain things on national TV, uh, you don't get a chance to really go out there and say certain things, right? And that is why I want to understand from somebody that's actually Jewish. I'm not talking about a, a Jewish, uh, a, a, let's say a, a conservative Jewish organization. I want to speak to a mainstream Jewish person to educate me. All right, let's see. Today's Democracy Disneyland Spotlight is on the case for 969 a collection of curated essays in support. E2247 says, Every case is Egberto tell, tells you murder philosophy to cops just murdered by murder. Look, you tell me, about, uh, tell, tell me about murder stuff when I see people that look like me getting killed for not doing anything. Tell me, you know, it, it, you, can, you can either localize things or you can have policy. I believe in policy, and if you have good policy, eventually it'll go down to the person that the person thing. Okay, so uh, that's not a good choice of words, Eric Hayes. Uh, Michael Rodin says another war isn't likely unless Biden and Putin and leaders in both armies make a big mistake at the same time. True. Journalists layer different colors of narratives from E2247, equal colors of subject narrative and ignorant narrative. Go into the news reports, add into our feeling, joy. Sorrow, angry, and bored. Okay, let's continue here. Michael Causey says it only makes one shot from one soldier. That's true. Michael, I mean, uh, Daniel Ado says, May would we all know y'all be in full support when Biden goes to war? You will be, you'll come up to all sorts of rationalization as to why it's righteous. Then you must have I've been following history, Mr. Ledo. Think about the crap that, Don, not the crap, the, the pushback that Obama took when he increased the amount of people who went into Afghanistan. Think about the amount of pushback Obama got for not taking people out of Iraq. That's not true at all. You, you have to understand politics. There's a difference between Democrats, neoliberals, and progressives. Democrats will accept a certain amount of folly. Progressives want no war that's not absolutely existential. Neoliberals are for war because they're there to support the defense industrial complex, and they are as well Democrats as well. Neoliberals can be Democrats, Republicans, the whole shebang. Norman Reynolds says, since race is a social construct, then one can choose any group based on whatever, including religion, ethnicity, to call it a race. Agreed. But again, in the context that Whoopi Goldberg was speaking, when Whoopi Goldberg said Jewish people are white, well, yeah, I think she means the Jewish people in America are white, as well as others, and that if, if, even if you went to Nazi, they used to have, did they have to ask you if you're Jewish or not to know if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be canceled or not? Correct me, folks. I, this here is one where I am asking for additional input from my audience. Specifically, I'd like input from my Jewish audience if any Jewish personalities are here uh, because you're not going to get this on TV TV, uh, the, the, the right wing part of the Jewish people go, go up the kazoo and immediately Whoopi is going to go and say oh I plead for forgiveness is that from her heart? I don't know I don't know because I don't even know if she knows what she's asking forgiveness for that's the point because if, if, if I take Whoopi literally, when Whoopi says uh, the Holocaust is real. The Holocaust is evil. She was not denying the Holocaust. She was not de denying how evil it is. Her 
her problem was to say that that the Jewish issue, even even in the Nazi time, was white people one kind of white people against another kind of white people. Is that true or not? I don't know. Peggy Lopez says, "My father was Jewish. I am not Jewish because my mother was not Jewish." So hard to tell if it could be considered race or religion. I always thought of it as religion, right? But we'll we'll see. Um, and Tiala Wilson says, kind of sub- off subject, but being white hasn't even been around that long. You're so right. White is, a, as Norman says, a social construct. He's absolutely right. Like, really look up the history of when people started calling themselves white. It is a recent thing. Just like black people are not black people, it was created for division, something that we speak about all of the time. Right. Thank you for enlightening us there as well, Tiala. Courtney DSLP said, isn't Whoopi Goldberg Jewish? I don't know if she's Jewish or not. I'm not sure. Norman Reynolds says, The race thing is used to separate peoples for power and economic control. It is not real. By saying they are all white is a relativism that doesn't matter. I, okay, I get that. I get that. My, my question is in the context. I ask everybody to find the video of Whoopi. That, that, it's a 10-minute it's a segment. Listen to that segment and see if... Whoopi was trying to be anyhow negative on Jewish people, white people, or anybody else, or was she simply saying racism is a bad thing, the Holocaust is a bad thing, and that they removed the book Laos was a horrendous thing, which she agreed. Why are you removing this book that's talking about the Holocaust? I disagree with it. So, I, I, again, I thought the two-week suspension sent the wrong message. Um, I think, in my humble opinion... Uh, Whoopi should have gone on there and said something to the effect of, you know, if you come to America and I put a Jewish person here and a white person here, the idea is the only thing that makes this person different or uh, they, they feel prejudiced in this country is that this person overtly comes out and says, I am Jewish. If that is true, I understand what Whoopi Goldberg is saying. Okay? And I give you the example of Latino. I go a lot of places. People say a lot of things about Latinos assuming that I am not Latino. Why? Because of my hue. Because of my, 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 my features, right? But yo soy Latino by definition. That's how they divided me up, right? And, uh, and, so, and so I can't look and say Latinos because you're black, Latinos because you're white or anything like that. It's not a race, nor is it defined in the United States as a race. It's just a dividing factor in the United States on the census form, etc. That's what we're looking at. So I need some help, folks. I need some help and some information there. I'd like to learn why, if, if what Whoopi did was really like, like a, to a Jewish person, to the rank, to the rank and file Jewish person, listening to that, did you feel offended? Uh, it seems like not even Bear, I think Bear is Jewish. Isn't Bear Jewish? She, you know, she was like, what do you think it is? Because and she's you know, going back and forth. So we'll see. I, want, I, want some clar- I really want some clarification on this. Because that is a mistake that I could easily make myself if I'm, you know, assuming that I don't get that clarification. I could easily have said exactly what Whoopi said without having any ounce of malice either against Jews, whites, blacks, or anybody else. And I think that that issue was handled terribly. Even if there was some offense to, to that. I think it's not a suspension that was in order in that respect. It would have been an education 
because right now I am asking to be educated as to what she had to say because I am not sure myself. Okay? Um, so, and that's why I didn't want to speak too much. I thought Bruce would be here. Bruce, where the hell are you? Hey, somebody call Bruce and tell Bruce to get his butt on the phone. Uh, Cor- I mean, on the, on the call. Carl almost. I think most pol- pol- police are bad. If they don't start out that way, they become corrupted by the subculture. And I think th- that is what happens. You know, it, it's not that individual police officers would go and beat people up. It's the fact that they'll beat people up. Okay, Bruce. I don't know. Have you been listening to my question and my concern, Bruce? Let me hear it because I want some answers. Did you? Uh, Whoopi said, "Jews are not a race," and you know she said uh, it was you know so white people against white people. It, at least the Jews in America, you know, like I talked about Latinos. See, I can have black Latinos, white Latinos, Indian Latinos, Chinese Latinos, all that kind. Of, Asian Latinos is what I should say. All of that we have in. All of us are Latinos in Panama, but we have different, you know, different races as defined by common culture. You know, I don't believe in races at all. Um, now, Bruce, my question is, was did, did, is, is there any degree of malice for Whoopi saying uh, it was one group of white people against another group of white people when we talk about, uh, you know, whoever is, you know, attacking Jews, when white people attach, attack Jews. I'm curious. Let me out here. And what I'm going to do in the meantime is I'm going to go to our first video. And our first video, and what I'm trying to do right now, the, the entire narrative right now is to say the economy is bad and all these kinds of things. And there's not pushback to say the economy is not bad. The economy is doing just fine. There are areas in the economy that needs fixing, and the truth of the matter, Build Back Better would have fixed a lot of it. But because of two evil Democratic senators and the entire evil Democratic, I mean, Republican Senate, uh, it was not able to be realized. And because of that, we will have many starving children. We will have many people, many people that be living in their streets. That's a fact. The evilness of two Democratic senators and all Republican senators are putting an, an all... Uh, and all but 10 uh, Republican Congress people are putting a lot of hurt on a lot of people. And I want to talk about how I'm calling this evil and how I'm calling these other things out. And the reason I want to is I have a message for Democrats that I want to tell in a minute. But anyhow, let's listen to what Biden has to say this economist on Biden's economy, and then we'll take it on the other side. Because this economist is not going to do what the others do. He's just going to talk. A matter of fact, this is how things are. Take this out. We'll take it on the other side. The first year of the Biden economy has outpaced every single prediction from every single corner, from the government to private banks and Wall Street, about how fast American growth could recover. It blew through all the estimates, growing at its fastest pace since 1984. It amounts to one of the greatest macroeconomic policy success stories in a generation, and it's currently under attack from right-wing politicians and media and getting drowned out by the angst of high prices. But it is there. Jason, um, you know, you were there... Uh, dealing with the difficulty of the last time a Democratic president was sworn into office with the country in the midst of crisis and huge (laughs) uh, economic challenges. 
And so and I think you have the scars to show for it because it's a very difficult job that, that, that you all inherited in the Obama administration. What what would you say? How would you characterize the what's the policy grade you give the macroeconomic and fiscal response this time around? You know, I'm glad that we've seen such a big response. You know, there's two differences between this experience and the experience we had before. Um, the first is this was in some ways like a natural disaster that hit. Mm-hmm. It's not all the way gone away, but it's somewhat gone away. The second is our policy response was too small. I think this one erred on the side of being too large, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad when I see the economic growth that you just showed your viewers. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's this there's a little bit of this sort of Goldilocks question, and the question is if you're going to miss in what direction. And, uh, you know, you could have a situation in which prices are low and inflation is low and we've got unemployment at 7 percent, at which point everyone would be complaining about unemployment, obviously, and not about inflation. But it seems to me like this is the better problem to have, which is part of the key, my understanding of of the macroeconomic targeting that happened here. Oh, look, yes, I'd much rather have a low unemployment rate and a high inflation rate than um, the opposite. Absolutely. I mean, we can debate if you went back in time, could you have done something better? Should the Fed be doing something different? They're starting to change what they're doing. So I don't think there is, you know, zero constraint on what you do. I don't think the more the better um, is always true. There is a Goldilocks part of it. Um, But big picture, 3.9% unemployment, 5.5% growth this past year. Um, You know, that's, that's really, really impressive. Yes, that is really, really impressive. A five point something percent growth rate. Everybody would have been screaming if that had happened under El Senor Donald Trump. He would be talking about how high the stock market was, how great the growth is. Bet, and not only that, he would have said, since since Ronald Reagan, there has never been, there has never been ever an economy like this. And it shouldn't have been since Ronald Reagan. It would have been since uh, Bill Clinton, because. Bill Clinton had a bigger economy than Ronald Reagan. Bill Clinton, I wrote this in my book as I see it, you know, to show you how the media continues to play into the right. If you take a look at Ronald Reagan's economies and deficits, it's it's a mess. If you take a look at Clinton's economy and deficit, it looks great. Clinton had many more people employed, more people got jobs under Clinton than under would you know that? No, nobody talks about it. They talk about the Reagan miracle. Not only that, Clinton actually balanced the budget. Clinton actually balanced the budget. Reagan continued to explode the budget till he had to have the largest tax increase in American history. Do you ever hear that? No, because they talk tax and tax cut, tax cut, and they say all these things. But what they actually do has little to do with their narrative, with their talk. But if they talk loud enough and the media, instead of doing their homework, tell the truth, or if the media, if the media won't get scared that telling the truth get them into trouble, you know, again, I wrote all of that in my book. As I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. What we had under Reagan was a mirage. Under Clinton, we actually balanced the budget. Clinton had a the, the tax increase that he placed, a broad-based tax increase, right? Not one Republican voted for it. I wrote this in a book as well. And every and they all said the economy was going to go south. The opposite occurred. 
And we know, we know from a macroeconomic reason, from a Keynesian economic reason, why his economy zoomed and why the budget went to zero. Actually, it went into surplus under Clinton. You don't hear that. Nobody hears that. Anytime they hear Clinton, they hear Monica Lewinsky. They don't hear that he had one of the best economies in, in well, economists for a capitalist system, that is, right? You don't hear that. But that is what happens. Look at the numbers. Folks, if you are on YouTube, please go ahead and give us that thumbs up. We need that as well as click that join button. But anyhow, so folks, remember that. Clinton had the best economy. And not only that, remember also that in, if you take a look for the last hundred years, the economy grows bigger and better under uh, Democratic presidents than under Republican presidents. You don't have to take my word for it. Look it up. It's three point something percent in the aggregate on average, including depressions, versus two point something percent. A big 50% difference in economic growth on, uh, uh, as Democrat versus Republican. These are facts. You don't hear the media saying that. They would have you believe that, and that's why many Americans think, oh, uh, the, the Republicans are more fiscally responsible. The Republicans are fiscally irresponsible because they're not interested in cutting spending for the big guys. They're interested in cutting welfare and all of that. But welfare and all those things are peanuts. The big money is in defense. The big money is in those big price areas. Things like, oh, quick milk for kids, little bit of food stamps. That's peanuts. But, it, but they can give you a visual. They can show you uh, that they can, when they want to scare Americans, they can go ahead and say, look at those fat black women going with those food stamps. Look at that fat Latina. Why don't she get a job? When we know that Latinas and black folk work like crazy. When given the opportunity, go to a black neighborhood. Go look at the bus stops and ask, why do they go through so much trouble to go to the other side of town? Because business is not in their communities. You don't see business in their communities. So they also have to commute. And they do it. So the fallacies that we hear to give Americans, and, and that's why I forgive Americans in the aggregate. Because it's, it's who wants you to hear to keep us divided against each other. Remember that. I just got all of that out of that little economic thing there. But hey, guys. Hey, guys. Look. So anyhow, let me go and see what Bruce had to say. Bruce replied, I think, I think I saw a reply from Bruce. Bruce said, I subscribe to your definition. Jews are not a race. Some of us have some genetic commonality, but so does the Swedish ski team. Are they a race? No, exactly. Uh, Scandinavia, look, I did my, I did my um, uh, one, two, three, two, 23 and me thing, okay? I won't tell you my genetic makeup because I want to keep, I want to keep you guessing, all right? But it's, it's quite interesting, all right? So what Bruce says is correct. You know, every, all of us have that, that sort of commonality. It's quite interesting. Norman Reynolds says, the facts of race being a social construct is indelible. However, today, the economic power system in the U.S. and the world use a caste that is based on race as skin color. And that's what I mean, Senor Norman Elaine Semnick, welcome aboard. It's fine line in defining race. It's a social construct. The Nazis defined, identified Jews as a race, that they were inferior human beings and needed to be eliminated. Interesting enough, my dear sister Elaine. The thing about it is the fact that they had to ask the Jewish person if they were Jewish 
before knowing if they needed to get on into a camp or not proves the point. You know, I, 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 I am a person who knows features and knows people and understand people and look at different things and can say, ah, I think you kind of have some this sort of features or whatever. And, and the truth of the matter is, right? Uh, you know, uh, well, I'm not going to go there. Uh, let's see. Lee Grant says, hey, y'all. Every case is evil because they don't agree with your agendas and six trillions that has already been slotted since pandemic. No, they're evil because there are people starving and, they're, and we could keep policies in, in line to prevent them from starving. And they said to hell with that, let them starve. Definition of that evil. If you're a Christian and you read what Jesus said, uh, feed my hungry. My daughter sent me a tweet the other day. Feed the hungry. Take care of the poor. Bring in the foreigner. Jesus said it. So happened that the evangelicals forget that. That's why I, told, I say the new evangelical church is just as evil as any devil that's running around there. Lee Grant says, Whoopi, like a lot of leftists, views everything through a simple lens of race. You are either black or white. That leads to the lump of Nazi and Jews in the same basket. I guess in Whoopi's view, the Holocaust reduces to white on white crime. Um, again, you know what is so interesting? I love that you said that, right? Because... What you guys like to call black on black crime would have the same definition that you talk about the, def the differentiation between the Nazis whites and the Jewish whites that were fighting against each other. So Lee Grant, you know, what is great about my brothers and sisters here is many times we don't realize how much we agree. You are right. Uh, she, she put all... In effect, that, if that, if her, her sin would have been the same sin that you have when you look at the crime that's happening in the ghettos of America and equate that to what occurs in black America in an aggregate. So thank you for agreeing with me in, in that we shouldn't be doing that sort of a thing, Brother Lee Grant. You are, that's why you are my brother. You, we think alike. Sometimes you just don't want to interpret it that way, sir. Eric Hayes says, Transit, transitory inflation. Actually, it, I wouldn't have called it transitory inflation. I would have called it uh, corrosive inflation created by uh, evil corporations who decide that because they have monopoly power, price and power, they can raise prices even though there aren't shortages. Like that explanation? But you know, the problem about it, Eric, is you are willing, sir, with all due respect, love you, brother, but you're willing. You are willing to listen to your master fool you and tell you Prices are going up because we have a, a problem created by the government. And you just believe it. Biden did it. You know, the prices went up all because of what the private sector did. Just-in-time inventory is a failure. Because the first time you have a disruption in moving products, you get inflation. Why? Because you have a shortage of those particular products that you got to bring in. Number two. The plutocrats wanted to take jobs away from America because we were too damn expensive in wages, even though they don't pay us much, but they could get slave, better slave labor in Vietnam, Afghanistan, in China, and all these places. So that's where they did. They went there. But if you're going to go there, you have to bring those products back into the United States. If you have to bring those products into the United States, you should take at least into account that just maybe there may be a problem getting those products back here. So therefore, you need not just-in-time inventory, but just-in-case inventory. But they didn't do that. The smart people in our, the, the, the people in our private sector that is supposed to be smarter than the government, they couldn't even figure that out. No, they knew that. 
but they don't care because they win both ways. If there's a shortage, they just jack the prices up and you pay for their mistakes. If there's no shortage, oh, the prices stay still high, not as high, and they send it to you. They never lose. Eric Hayes, you lose every single time and you tolerate it. You just say, kick me one more time because I am just going to buy into the fallacy. It's the government. Well, you keep being fooled by the people who are taking, taking you to the cleaners, sir. Daniel says, how can you tell Egberto is a radical? He calls people who disagree with him evil. No, I call evil people evil. If you disagree with me on policy, that's, a, that's not a problem. If you disagree on, on, with me on a policy that gets people killed, you are evil. Every single Republican in the Texas legislature, they are evil. Why are they evil? Because they know that they have, got, they have free money coming in. The Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act is there for them to tap. They refuse to tap it for ideological reasons. And that ideological reason kills over 2,000 Texans a year. They are murderous, evil politicians. And what we have to do in this election cycle is make every Texan know, every red state, every red state voter who doesn't have health care, we need to let them know the reason why is that the evil folks that run their states don't think enough about them to want them to live. It's that simple. It's, it's not even difficult to think about that, right? It's a simple, simple, simple proposition. Eric Hayes says, question, if the Democrats keep worrying about bad orange men, I don't care about the bad orange men. All right, let's see. The only thing I care about is if we somehow let him back in. Court did the SLP. No lies detected, Egberto. There you go, sis. Uh, Bruce says, I, I will refer to cost. There was a group of Germans following Hitler, I think a cult maybe. They decided eliminating Jews would prove their position. Traditionally, Jews threaten others because they are successful. Education and clear family and group guidelines are reasons why. Things that have nothing to do with race. Think about that, Brother Pollard. Tom C. says, there is only one race, the human race. Perfecto, amigo mío. Estás correcto con eso. Many anthropologists are now using the terms Klein instead of race for a gradient of morphological or physiological changes in a group. I like that. I like that. I like that. Daniel to Eric Hayes. Maywood, well, I have your loyalty to my ideology, not a party or an orange man. And, well, if your ideology, I, I hope your ideology not evil because if it is so, I will call it out. All right, Michael Rodney says, the left tends to view things via an economic scope the billionaire class and their mega corporations versus the people and the planet true carl cox egberto i agree with you college homework to get back to bye hey carl i mean i i love you man you are you you're an older brother that's out there doing your education still man you're gonna have to come on this on this stuff and educate us all brother all right, Maywood says, everything stopped. I'll be right back. Come on, May, get that computer running. Michael Rodman says, if all people have enough for a decent living, does inflation mean anything at all? That the difference is in viewpoint. If creating government policy that prioritizes elevating people out of poverty causes some inflation, I won't even blink. I agree. You see, you don't worship the economic system. You make sure that people have good lives. You have a heart, brother Rodman. In every case, says, bad orange man or DeSantis want what would the left would prefer? We are getting neither. Uh, Bruce, uh, Rodney says, oops, I backed up here. Bruce, when you say traditionally Jews threaten others because they're successful, that's actually a stereotype. Not all Jewish people are successful. I, I understand what he means. And, and the, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave that between you and, and Bruce. 
Daniel Edo say, yep, told you he has evil on the brain. Notice that the, the wild twinkle in his eyes. He screams evil. Egberto is a classic Marxist radical. He would have been right at home as Castro's propaganda minister. You know, yesterday I had my good friend, author, writer, one of the best writers I know, actually, uh, Mr. Arturo Dominguez, and we, we kind of got into a little bit of Cuba discussion, right? And let me, tell, let me teach you something about Cuba and ask you what you would do, Ledo. During the reign of Batista, just before uh, Castro overthrew Batista, and before Castro became a full-blown uh, communist, he was always a socialist, not a communist. He came to the United Resistance, but you know the plutocracy would not have somebody who wanted to take care of the people as part of the government. They wanted to keep everything the way it was. But let me tell you how things used to be. Uh, Cuba was the playground of the American rich and the rich from all over the world. Cuba was just in that area, just as segregated. If you're not a campesino living out in the farms areas, right? Cuba was just like the worst part of the South, right? That what we consider the worst part of the South. Segregated, where black people had to look down on the ground. When the only jobs they got were sweeping the floors, mopping the kitchen, washing the dishes, or cleaning somebody's butt. That was the job of los Latinos que se ven como yo. Black people who looked like me. Latinos who looked like me in Cuba, that's what they did, okay? A lot of Americans don't know that. They just think that, oh, Castro communist, and then it takes over. So what happens then, right? And Castro goes ahead and he has this revolution. By the way, he did ask the United States for assistance. They said no, he went to Russia. Russia wanted to stick it to the Americans. And Russia said yes. Anyhow, as it turns out, people who looked like me suddenly were going, going, sent into schools. They became the country's leaders. By the way, researchers and some of the best researchers on all these vaccines and all these other things, you know where it comes from? Cuba. And you know what America just recently did? Stop them from being able to export their vaccine to the world because you know what it messed with the capitalist system that you have to make a bunch of money on the vaccine so where cuba was going to go out to the world they couldn't because the american company that was going to sponsor manufacturing couldn't get a license to do it you guys have to understand the world better than the simplistic form that you hear the simplistic non-intellectual form that you hear from the right again uh, if you go to if you go to Cuba now, you see the engineers in Cuba, the lawyers, the doctors. Is there racism in Cuba? Yes, but at least you have a professional structure that everyone has access to, which you didn't have under Batista. Americans don't know that history. Americans just think communists comes into Cuba, take it over, and all is bad. Do you think these people want a capitalist system in the way America does, where they not? They're not guaranteed health care? Do you think so? Let me tell you something. Uh, you, it was funny because a French man was talking about moving. There, this example on, on this movie by um, Michael Moore. Where, uh, you know, the, 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 the thought of America being this land of plenty, right? 
So a lot of uh, a couple of not a lot because most most uh, most people around the world and the Western countries are educated. They're not ready to come to the United States unless they find a way to keep their own health care at home, etc. Right. So um, when they found out that we we don't have guaranteed vacation, we don't have guaranteed uh, we don't have guaranteed any of that. But hey, uh, wh why am I going to run here? where I don't have health care and all that kind of... You've got to get the picture going. Daniel Ado says, Notice how does, uh, how does not address his radicalism and is somehow making it about race, radicalism, and making it about race? Don't you think an economic system and a political system is about the stupid thing called race? Do you... Do, 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 well, anyway. Eric Hayes says, Is it true most Cubans vote red? Not true. The old Cubans that came over on, uh, when, when Castro took over were the capitalists in Cuba who had all the people, like I said before, who looked like me, sweeping floors, washing dishes and cleaning people's butts. Those, uh, those particular Cubans continue to vote uh, Democratic. Those, those Cubans of the descent of those people that are, are not even all of them anymore. Uh, they, that you know, th that's just how it is. Tom, see, a large part of current inflation is due to the shortage of computer chips caused a low inventory of new cars. Exactly. In 2021, purchase price increased 14% for new vehicles and 27% for used vehicles. And you know, in, in my case, what I said is, if you have two cars, share your car for a while. It's going to go down. What you need to do to bring prices down is take the price and power where you can away from your masters and that's what we need to do all right i got another video to show you and this one is about uh let me see which one i'm going to show you because uh, i have four videos but i'm not going to get to all four of them so what i think i'm going to do is i am going to talk to liz cheney but since you all brought up about the the orange man let's see liz cheney continues to impress me Liz Cheney continues to do what very few Republicans and conservatives are willing to do. She calls out the evil man. She calls out Donald Trump for the evil he represents and the danger that he would become if somehow he was to be elected again. He cannot win an election again except with voter fraud. So let's go ahead and listen to what our new friend has to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. We are very focused uh, at the Select Committee on a whole range of potential uh, legislative proposals. Uh, I think it's very important, though, for the American people to recognize and understand uh, what we know and what the president, the former president himself, is saying about his intentions, uh, what his intentions clearly were uh, a year ago on January 6th, uh, and what he would do again if he ever got anywhere close to power. And, and that just simply can't be who we are as Americans. It can't be who we are as Republicans. Liz Cheney has invoke the language of recidivism. And it seems to have sort of two purposes. One, to see if there are more than just one wing person for her in the Republican Party, if she can awake any other Republicans from their stupor, um, to understand that this is a clear and present danger for 2024, not just about looking back. And to gird perhaps some of her fellow committee members on the other side of the aisle for what could become some pretty tough political fights in the months ahead. I think that what Liz Cheney sees above all else 
is that this is an ongoing unfolding plot and conspiracy against democracy in the United States of America. And that what we have seen from the Republican Party, from its leadership, is profound, profound cowardice in facing it. There's no mystery about how everybody's going to line up in elected office in Washington, D.C. I think the arguments that Liz Cheney is making, the arguments that she's making, uh, come from the perspective of an impeccable conservative uh, who is communicating that being an impeccable conservative and being pro-democracy are not antithetical virtues. And so we're at a moment of crisis. She has been one of the loudest, most consistent voices talking about the threat the country faces. But at this point, even the most naive amongst us um, can't be unclear about the stated intentions of Donald Trump and all of those who support him or in league with him or hope to replace him someday with regard to their faithfulness to the idea of American democracy, to American pluralism, and to the notion that we should all be equal under the law. I love it. Did he get it right or what? And, you know, they really hit Republicans and conservatives hard for not only their hypocrisy, but also for their lack of patriotism. To be a supporter of Donald Trump right now means that you support insurrection, means that you support treason, means that you support everything that the Constitution you supposedly support. You are ready to go against it. And for Mr. Hayes, who talks about turning things around, let's remind you of something. Uh, Donald Trump went to over, uh, filed over 80 suits during the election or after the election. They went to Democratic judges. They went to uh, Republican judges appointed by many other presidents, including Republican judges appointed by Donald Trump. His last failure even went to the Supreme Court where he appointed three of the judges. And he has lost every single attempt to say the election was stolen or there was any sort of hanky-panky, any kind of fraud in the election. But let's get a little bit deeper. We did find fraud in the election. But for every time that we found somebody, and it's very few, tiny, tiny bit, that doesn't even make an, 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 an it doesn't matter either way. Every single one that we found was somebody trying to vote several times for Donald Trump. So you see, it's whenever you're pointing your finger, they're for looking back at you. Donald Trump is the, la- the likely the most evil president we've ever had. But it's not only that he was an evil president, but that he had he has somehow, with some sort of a mind game that he was able to pull for, for the weak-minded, he was somehow able to convince many that he could actually be a president. And that he has done that is the biggest hurt on this country. That he got over 70 million Americans to give up on their, their values, to vote for such a piece of evil, speaks more about one's mental capacity to be, to be gullible 
than anything else. But you know what? It's passing. I've started to notice it's passing. I've started to notice it's passing. All right, Eric Hayes says, I don't care about bad orange man. He is gone and the result is our final and we have a president. Oh, yeah, you do care about the, the orange man. You do care about him the way you speak, my dear friend. Daniel Ledo said, it's clear there is a wide range of opinions as to why it uh, is actually the current threat to the republic. Guess we will have to agree to disagree. Because Egberto has assured us civil war is a ridiculous notion. Civil war is a ridiculous notion and there won't be a civil war. There are too many intelligent people in this country more intelligent so than the plutocracy to allow us to drop into civil war. Norman says to be a supporter of any GOP politician uh, stands with the senators and congress members that support the leadership of the GOP or supporters of failed coup. Yeah, I agree with you, Norman. Uh, Eric, uh, let's see. In 20, and Anyhow, oh man, it's almost time to go and I haven't asked for an ask. Folks, if you are on YouTube, please click that uh, join button and become a, a supporter of our, our program. We need you as best as you can provide whatever you can do to help this particular program stay on air. Likewise, my dear friends, if you're not on YouTube, if you're on some other network, please go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash, oops, I didn't get that there, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube to become a member of our PDR Posse and for some reason... Our thing is not working. Let's see if I can do that right now. I think I got you now. And there you go. Go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. You can also support us at politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. You can also go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Get our books, please. Get our books. Let me, I have time to play my, my book thing real quick. So that I don't have to talk, I rest my voice. I'm Egberto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies. I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, how to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. Thank you so kindly, folks, in advance for getting those books. Ah, by the way, let me give you the link. Let me give you the link to get those books. Uh, it's at politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. And if you want to know the catch-all to support us, that is at... Uh, and by the way, shop at our store. We have some new stuff at the store, politicsandright.com slash store. And of course, the all-encompassing support link politicsdoneright.com slash support. Tomorrow's my birthday. See you in a couple days. No, no, no. You better come You better come for five minutes so we can put a birthday banner up or something for you, brother. 
Happy birthday, brother. Running, how old are you going to be? Before you go, how old are you going to be? If you don't mind telling your age, I'm curious. I'm very, 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 very curious uh, because you, you sure provide a whole lot to the show. Uh, let's see what else I got here. If, if, is there anybody I didn't salute? Is there anybody? E2247, I think I saluted you. Daniel Ledo, I saluted you as well. Uh, Eric Hayes, I saluted you. Keith Mathemi, I don't think I saluted you. You said the metal industry raised prices during the former guy's tenure. Beer almost doubled at the same time. It's really, if you're really paying attention. Thank you for that piece of information that I just learned. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Mike, Michael, I thought you were a lot younger than that, brother. But that's okay. You're one of us, man. Anyhow, people, 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 thank you so kindly for having been here. This is the end of the show, and you know I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.